Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get a creamy Oreo frappe or McCafe smoothie for less with 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ba-ba-ba is me. Back on the road because I can't stop working. Got to keep running from the memories and the old wounds. If you stay busy enough, you do not have to contend with your inner monologue or deal. Come see me cope. September 8th, Cincinnati, Ohio at the Taft Theater. All new jokes. September 9th, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Merriam Theater. September 10th, Richmond, Virginia at the National. September 24th, Charlottesville, Virginia, the Paramount Theater. If you guys are bored of me saying these, imagine how bored I am saying them. Also, I have a special coming out on Netflix, July 26th. So all shows after that will be brand new material. Come, come, let's go. I got five hours of trans jokes, ready to rock. Fahim, you haven't done the podcast before. This feels yeah, weird. I haven't. I know. I know. I feel like we were like. Well, waiting. I like that I have a thing that's big enough to kind of like <laughs> hop on. <laughs> I feel like it's old Hollywood, and I'm like doing all the like, yeah, I'm promoting my movie. Like You're it's Top Gun. <laughs> No, I'm just like, You're like the, Whitney's podcast is old Hollywood. No, the way Hollywood used to be, you know, yep. where it was a movie, TV show, but like this is the late night circuit now. It's so true. Yeah. And you know what is so crazy? I feel like this is just worth saying because I always think things that are too inside baseball aren't interesting. Also, by the way, we're talking to Fahim Anwar, a uh, brilliant comedian, uh, special out now on YouTube called Hat Trick. I watched it with my dude last night and it's the first time we've ever agreed on something being good. It's the first time we've wow. ever like liked the same thing. Uh, there is a joke in it that he is so obsessed with that my, that is the, um, when someone, uh, your Uber Eats person or your Postmates person brings you food in a Tesla and you're like, dude, you know, you could just drive a Civic and not do this. <laughs> <laughs> and how like he hands you a burrito and then he's like, how do you, <laughs> it's like that gullwing door. Like you shouldn't be doing Uber and then pulling your door down. Like you should be handing me a $2 burrito and then be like, go to the moon. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like they jumped the gun on the car. Ah, uh, they're do it's they're breaking even. Yeah, on the Uber, like they're paying their their car their Tesla bill with the burritos. Just get a point A to point, get a Honda Civic, and then don't have to do that. Yeah, it's also know? it's like, are you on auto drive on Uber Eats? <laughs> that would be nice. You just have all this Chinese food and burritos, and you're just like hands off. To all the locations. And you're like, technically, I'm not an Uber Eats driver. My car, my car is. is. My Tesla's doing it. I'm not doing the driving. I'm not a driver yeah. for Uber Eats. You crazy? My Tesla is. Mm -hmm. I'm just the human. I'm just the human that steals the poke. Yeah, I just punch in the address and go. <laughs> They're just so, like, you are so brilliant at these little observations. You know what? You're one of the few comics that you'll have an observation and I'll be like, fuck. You know when someone has such a good, like everyone's done Uber Eats jokes, everyone's done Uber jokes, ever, and then you mm. fucking have like an angle that no one else has, and you're just like, ah, oh, like it makes me, those are the comedians I love the most, the ones that make me a little angry and jealous. That's flattering. Well, you know, in comedy, sometimes you'll hear, oh, you don't talk about airlines or you don't talk about just things that are well-tread, but I don't think that's true. I think if your angle is unique enough, you can definitely shed new light on yes. any topic that's been you know, and it's the perfect time to do stuff like that because everyone's shied away from it for so long. I'm like, we are due for a new airplane food sure. bit. <laughs> but also everyone's brain is different. There was a 
night at the Laugh Factory, you were doing some joke about Taco Bell. Mm. I wonder what the set they your, did or like what? neighbors. There was there was I remember this set because I remember watching you. This was recent. And I remember watching you and going, I need to get that levity. Like I need he's doing things that actually make him laugh. Like you do this little thing at the end where you're like, <laughs> well, you you're know like what the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> yeah, I try not to do it too much, but like I it's so fun. Here's the thing. Well, what I realized, uh, maybe this was a breakthrough for me. Uh, couple years ago maybe like six or eight years ago you forget that this is supposed to be fun forget you do like we're doing stand-up sometimes people could be so self-serious and like i've got to have the sharpest jokes and be this so acerbic and cool mm -hmm. that but we're we're telling jokes we're trying to make a room laugh and i just found i operate best when i am happy and when i am enjoying it as much as the audience like somebody laughing in the crowd mm -hmm. will make will kind of make me laugh as imagine well imagine if you like when th there's other performers that you don't get to not imagine like a stripper just being like going through the motions like you're not you just you have to enjoy what you're doing or don't show up like that was something for me i realized like two years ago before the pandemic i was like if i'm not feeling it i just shouldn't go mm -hmm. that's how important my energy is to this working it's also like clothes that you try on. When you first do stand up, you don't really know what you are, what like what you should be revving at as mm -hmm. a car. You're, okay, I'm changing my analogy. You're a, you're a car. You don't know what your optimal yeah. RPMs are. All right. You can, tell, you can tell how good of a car <laughs> oh guy I am. All right. All right. Let's move to a different okay. analogy. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you're just trying on things. So well, no, because my brain just goes, I'm like my two joke machine. I go, why are cars and boats called her? Why are they she? I want to sure. write a joke. That's that's like joke structure. But in terms of delivery and presentation and vibe, like I just found that I'm a silly, I'm a silly guy. I do have smart jokes and stuff. But like me being in that emotional state is the best delivery system for my comedy. Whereas that wouldn't work on Jesselnick. That doesn't like I can't do what Jesselnick does. Like Jesselnick has to be the cool guy with the dark jokes. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not what one if we all size look back fits all. And find out he was just anemic this whole time. <laughs> He was like, you guys, I would love to be more high Look, energy. I want to do act outs, but I just, I, I, I just can't. have an iron deficiency. Did no one notice? Like, could anyone have helped me, please? I've had mono for 12 years, yeah. you guys. I'm a very physical comedian. I couldn't even bring my props. Yeah, I just found that I'm a guy who likes to play. Yeah, dude, I'm I, a comedian who likes to play. But that's our job. Like, to me, there's room for everyone. Whatever you do, cool. But, like, I take my job as a clown very seriously. So, to me, it's like, my, now more than ever, like, we don't need, I don't lecture people. I don't talk about politics. I don't tell you how to vote. It's not going to be on your, the time that you signed up for jokes to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's like, imagine like going to a hardware store and they're like, we've got, we have a, we have a couple hammers, but we just got all these new oranges in. We got, and you're just like, why am I, why aren't you making me laugh? And also as a comedian, I didn't sign up to be a serious person that lectured people on how yeah. to vote. I don't need to know what, I don't know what prop 52 is. I don't, I'm not going to post about it. Like I'm just, I'm going to tell silly, stupid jokes. Yes. For, um, by the way, for an hour. And my new special, I think I'm going to call it just jokes. What do you think? I like it. It's just jokes. I think people want that nowadays too. From beginning too. to end. Only jokes. And I, I like being nimble as well. So, okay, I can do maybe a serious topic, but then do something completely dumb. Just we're not, we but don't it's have not, to be. You know what it is? It's not hoodwinking you under the guise of I'm going to make you laugh and then sneaking in a TED Talk. Yes, like, yes. You know what I'm saying? I, it's like, if I'm going to do my TED Talk, I'll do it on TED.com. Sure. Calm or yeah, you'll wherever. do it then. <laughs> like, I just don't think it's fair to for comedians to hoodwink people 
and have them pay money into then trick them by being like, you're a piece of shit. You're racist. You suck. They're like, we're right. Like, we, why are you yelling at me? I, I came to laugh. I know. I, I don't <laughs> like, want to know I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I thought I was a good person. I donate to charity. No, you you're guys. a fucking idiot. You have one different view than me. <laughs> yeah. Like, Get how dare you? I'm, I'm out of this. Ha ha hut. Yeah. It's called the ha ha hut. Why is anyone offended in a, if rooster teeth feathers, a penguins, imagine being like, fuck this penguins. That comedian just made a rape joke. You're in penguins. Com- yeah, you know, you know what the deal is. Yeah. <laughs> I like to say like call it dolphins because they rape people. <laughs> you're gonna come out of my show and you're gonna learn nothing. <laughs> you That's will get stupid. You. Yeah, you'll enjoy yourself, but you're not gonna You will your come life in wondering how to vote. You will leave mm-hmm. not being qualified. Nothing to vote I do at all. is brave. <laughs> I promise you, you're not going to grow as a human. I'm not. You're not going to know any more mm-hmm. about legislatures or abortion access. It is strange. Like there, I kind of want to talk about like how stand up has. There's a schism in stand up. There's just traditional stand up jokes and bringing levity to a room, and then there's a faction a of schism. Sk- schism. Yeah. I don't know what that means. It's like a fracture. Right? I had to say this today to someone. Um, <laughs> You guys, Emily decided to come like to work. The Jeopardy judges, like schism. I is that a word? This, by the way, I, the judges are saying it is a word. <laughs> is it a word? I didn't embarrass myself on a bunch. Yeah, it's a schism. S C H I Z M. No, S C H I S M. S M. Um, I think Lizzo just said you're not allowed to say that word. What the fuck? <laughs> no, no, no. It's schizo now. Schism is a split. <laughs> <laughs> it is a split or division between strongly opposed sections or parties caused by differences in opinion or belief. Wow, you think you're so smart just because you can read? Okay, you just <laughs> promised us we would get stupider and you're making us smarter. Fuck, Liar. my bad. No, but really quick, uh, for context, um, so Emily got a boyfriend, you guys, so it's anyone's <laughs> guess if we're going to be able to keep shooting this podcast um, today. She just, we were supposed to, it's why I look like um, a rat king. It's like why I look like Theo Vaughn today. <laughs> Um, because Emily was just woke up. She was like, I'm just in bed in my love cocoon. And I checked my phone. I'm going to cry. You're so upset. By the way, I know this is so much harder on you. I don't even vape. I vaped all the way to work. I found one in my car. So you're stoned right now? No, it's nicotine. What? It's a nicotine pen. Who I just are you? Because I'm so upset. <laughs> I was like, how can I blame this on Grace? <laughs> I do. By the way, it is so weird. I have to admit this. So I had to stay in another house during the pandemic um, uh, because my house was under construction. And I like kept getting Amazon packages over there. And the one was like, can you please come pick up your Amazon packages? And I was like, I guess I could ask Grace to do it, but... She's too busy. And so I was, and, um, and so, uh, okay. So I go over at night to pick up the packages. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just pick up these fucking packages. After the comedy store, when I, I go and there's like a gate, you remember it? I pull up, uh, I go to press in the code and I, I had a, this was like a new car and I didn't put it in park and I stopped and it just lurched <laughs> into the fucking gate. And I pull out quietly and I just started like being like, okay, I'm just going to say that there was a car behind me and it was, there was the sprinkler. I just started coming up with a lie. It's hilarious. I do that too. And then like, by like five minutes later, I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell her I came over at night (laughs) and I missed the break and I hit your fence and I'm just going to pay for the damage. Like I just, but it took a, I was like, I'm going to say that someone stole my car and saw, I was like, why am I? 
doing so, this. Yeah, sometimes the truth is so much easier than the lie. This might be a generational thing. You, The idea of us, anyone messing up mm-hmm. is, it is, I would rather lie for years to you. Whereas like my sister Grace, she's 26 now, 27, 25, 25, um, uh, 35. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's aged 10 years since doing this job. Um, if she forgets something, she'll just be like, I forgot. No, it'd be like this, like, I forgot and I feel really bad about it. So I need to take a mental health day. <laughs> She'd be like, what? <laughs> it's, wait, this is, I forgot I feel about so it. bad that I forgot the and thing. And I feel insecure and I have anxiety, I need to, so I, need, I have yeah, to go to, to like, Sandals, uh, Puerto Rico for a okay. week. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble with HR, so. And they're like, can you drive me home? How long do you got to take off? Maybe a month. This is really <laughs> weighing on me. On the way here, I was like, I need a vacation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is it is a different thing. Like, I, there's no, like, it's like, yeah, I made a mistake. And you know what? I should get more points for that because I'm being authentic and telling you the truth. Not only will they tell you a, that they forgot, <laughs> they want points for yeah. being authentic. I have never fucked up like this. I almost broke up with Houston this morning. I was Why? like, you're out. You're out. Why are you bringing Whoa. him into it? Because you, because you texted. He's the only reason you've been fun to hang out with lately. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't get rid of him. Oh, God. Then we have to go back to you just like fucking random strangers in Austin. You gotta keep Houston. Well, that was him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you gotta keep this random stranger. Yeah. You I'm have sorry, to keep him because made- I was talking to Fahim earlier. I am going to crush at your wedding so hard. That's the weird thing about white weddings is that when they give the speeches, like the best man, they'll just talk about previous times the groom <laughs> fucked some random <laughs> in Tijuana. Like, you know, Dan, when we were in Tijuana, and, you know, he, he had fun in that whorehouse. And, uh, <laughs> but he's, you know, my best friend. Like, that would be mortifying. Don't, they're like, but Jenny, you turned him into a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. You, we never thought we'd see him this, you know, we never thought this day yeah. would come. Like that would be a generational catastrophe at an <laughs> Afghan wedding. Like the family would have to move somewhere else and like, yeah, witness protection, just change their face. Everyone just stone themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's just. You would have to change your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that'd be hilarious. Just like what they do for criminals, just for slight, uh, you know, infractions. I'm going to start anytime I like get my like face done, which I will be doing in a couple years. I'm just going to be like, I disgraced my family. I have to change my, everything. I'm yeah, like, like you get a Seattle report really card. It's like face off. And just... I really do not stand by my last special. I'm just going to become a new comedian. I'm going to start over. I'm going to get Montreal new faces and just new start faces. from scratch. But it's just like so funny to me, like just the idea, because I feel like comedians, we always get asked to speak at our friends' weddings. I actually don't like, because uh, it's a different thing. My brain compartmentalizes speaking into different types of mediums. So like stand up, I'm a fish in water. I'm a duck in water, whatever. Like, okay. it's easy because it's my thoughts and I, I'm I'm able to talk about, I've been thinking about these jokes. But whenever I do a wedding or something, it feels like I'm giving a presentation in high school. One of the funniest uh, things in your new special. So I watched it with my guy last night. We were screaming, crying uh, when... Uh, the idea of when you're like white families, when something goes wrong in the family, they're like, yeah, Mark's addicted to meth. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. They sent out a newsletter. It's like the premise is like white families are too honest. You know, like they'll be like, Travis is addicted to meth. And like brown families wouldn't do that. They would spin it. They'd be like, Abdul cleans the house constantly. <laughs> it's like, because we're all about keeping up appearances. So like even the wedding thing I was talking about, it's like you have to have the squeaky clean image. There's the family name. Everyone is flawless <laughs> or at least on the veneer. What is it? Abdul started Abdul, a business. Abdul, oh, yeah. I go, where'd your, where'd your TV go? Abdul started his own business. 
<laughs> just putting a positive spin on everything. Like he yeah. sold our TV for us. He sold, he sold our TV for us. He sold our microwave. He is top salesman. There you go. Abdul donated his teeth to charity. <laughs> it's just like it's so like. God, it's so funny. You're so funny and you're not like trying to be, I th- I just feel like I see a lot of comedians right now trying to say something they shouldn't say. It's like, there's so much comedy in things that we all can agree. Yeah, there's a lot of colors to paint with. Sometimes you forget as a comic. Can we just clip that, please? <laughs> there's a lot of colors to paint with. <laughs> hey, everyone's like, Fahim did Whitney's podcast. <laughs> now he's gay. <laughs> but you can get so, uh, you know, microscopic with it, you know, being the cool guy and stuff. And also, okay, I've got to hit these third rails and talk about all these social yeah. issues. But it's just a microphone on a stage. Yeah. And it's such a blank canvas. Sometimes we forget that. Sometimes I'll do a thing on the road if I want to keep it interesting. Like, I have an idea. I don't do it anymore, but I had this one bit where I'm doing some impressions. I'm like, this is my impression of a guy at a concert who's enjoying himself, but he can't completely let go. And then I take my jacket off and I'm holding it and they play this Drake song. And then I'm just kind of like vibing out, like really tiny, like super vibing out. Tiny vibing. It's, it's just a funny visual with the music. And it's like this set piece that isn't traditional jokes. And it's fun to be like, Oh, yeah, you can do anything. It's a sandbox. One of my favorite, uh, like you, I, 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 I aspire to be one of these people. I'm, I don't know if I'm there yet, but you are someone that has found your thing on social media in a way that is not embarrassing or cringy <laughs> or corny. Like comedians send around your videos without making fun of you, which is very That's nice. unusual. <laughs> There's one where you did. It was um, an audition, your audition for playing the Invisible Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You were playing, you know, you were playing a victim of the. Yeah, because I had just seen The Invisible Man. The one with Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. that is and truly. It, I was laughing. I like, was laughing about domestic abuse. It was so. Well, fucked. just the visual. I know it's supposed to be serious and it's a serious topic and all that, but just seeing. The Invisible Man? Seeing Elizabeth Moss get beat up by nothing <laughs> was like hysterical to me. I'm like crying. She's just showing off as an actress at this point. Yeah. I'm like, I know what that guy looks like based on what you did. Yeah, we're supposed to be scared, but I'm just like crying laughing because nothing is happening to her and she's so then i had the idea for the instagram video where i'm like fahim anwar this is um i'm auditioning for the invisible man and i have sides in my hand you know i'm in sweatpants at my house you know and i go and i put the i think the the of the camera and i go wait a minute so you're telling me there's some sort of invisible man out there and i go and then I just beat myself up like and then I get up off the ground and I'm like 510 I am willing to shake (laughs) Don Bumble and the Associates Uh the Associates not Don I'm working on a bit about blonde privilege so it's about how uh, racism can never be fixed until the schism Mm. within the white community is acknowledged of the within white privilege. There is a sub, there is a blonde privilege. It's so funny. And blonde people have no idea how the world, it's not their fault. They just don't know how the world works. And brunettes, like we can only do so much without blondes acknowledging because they, we need them to help us because politicians, all the lawmakers are married to them. They won't marry Yo. us. So until blondes. <laughs> I do love that concept. Real, blonde privilege. Blonde, blonde privilege. It's like blondes, like, 
all my blonde friends, like they just don't have a concept of consequences. And it's so funny as they age that they they don't realize that it's starting to go. Like all my blonde friends, like when we go out in public, they're like, I don't wait in lines. You're like, we all wait. We have <laughs> okay. to. One time. <laughs> we have to. We, but like brunettes, no, it was like when the Elizabeth Holmes thing happened. Everyone's like, how did an 18 year old girl get a billion dollars from a bunch of men in their seventies? Brunettes are like, we know exactly. We could have told you exactly how that how was going to go. Down. Like when the Elizabeth Holmes situation, when she was running around trying to get money for investors, a bunch of brunette scientists that were like 40 were like, oh, we can make a blood. We know how to do this. We can. They're make- not even looking at her in the eyes. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can give you that money. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, literally uh, everyone's like, hey, brunette scientists, can you shut up? The 18 year old blonde has some good points. <laughs> Doctor, please shut up. What were you saying, Elizabeth? <laughs> like, and then they're just giving this girl, like, we know, I know what that is, you know? And then, like, I remember um, I was at a wedding, a friend of mine's wedding, and I brought a girlfriend of mine who's blonde. And the wedding was at, like, I don't know, four or something, and three, I was like, should we, like, have a drink? Should we, like, have a drink before the wedding? Should we be, like, nodding? And she went, oh, I took a Molly at noon. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you doing? She hugged the groom for two minutes straight. She's on Molly, and then hugging the groom, I'm like, oh, God. But then... The wife is a friend of mine, also brunette. We just look at each other and we're like, Blondes. like we think we look at you like a puppy that doesn't know any better. Mm. If that was a brunette, we'd be like, that bitch just tried to steal your fucking man. I got my a blonde. We're just like, <laughs> she doesn't know you, any better. You don't know. They don't She's like it's like yeah. it's not that they're dumb. It's just that they people tried to molest them their whole childhood. <laughs> so they just got so much free candy and free rides. <laughs> I'm just saying blondes just there's a. Someone will always catch, your problem will always be solved. Like I was blonde for three months. Yeah, what was that like? I'm curious. There's a whole other world out there that brunettes don't know about. There's a, there's a, there, chefs can make things that aren't on the menu. Do you have tangible examples? Menu. Do you have tangible examples of what happened you to you when you were blonde? You can go to a restaurant blonde? and look at the menu and be like, um, do you have, um, Napolitan ice cream souffle? They'll be like, I'll get it. You know what? Well, <laughs> let me check with you. I think we'll... Where's a brunette? If you're like, can I get the dressing on the side? They're like, chef makes it the way a chef makes it. Like, no subs. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do subs. It's, just, do it's subs. just broccoli for green beans. No subs. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's also, there's no way as a brunette to like make yourself like pr- like prettier in a way of, mm. first of all, to be a brunette beauty, you have to be the most beautiful person on the planet. I will say another subset of the blonde is the platinum blonde. And that's even, I, th- I think that is a thing where the hair is so bright you're like, I'm not even seeing a face anymore. And guys are just like, it's like looking into the sun and they're like, like, I think she's hot. hot. It's just so bright. You're like- And she's so poisoned from peroxide, she can't see you either. Yeah. I think she's hot. Her hair says hot. I don't know what it is. Like, what about the blonde? I'm trying to think it's like, because at the end of the day, sex is in the dark. Like, do you just want it to look like David Bowie is sucking your dick? Maybe it's just rarer, you know? And is it a biological thing or evolutionary? I think there's also something when blondes are- babies and throughout their life there's so much like we have to put sunscreen on you mm. you have to, like you whereas if you're a brunette everyone's like that's ah, fine they just leave you at six flags on the roller coaster <laughs> you come back just like i'm just no one put sunscreen on me when i was a kid like i don't know what no one like no one tries to find brunette girls when they're lost like there's a whole tv channel <laughs> she'll find her way home that, she's yeah she'll be fine she's okay she'll join again no touch her yeah <laughs> build character <laughs> And so that is like an area that I'm like worried about because I have a little bit of like girls aren't going to like me, but it rings true to me. I I buy it. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's gonna be great on stage. Um, That's something I'm worried because I get so excited after I've have a special like in the can. Like what is something you're working on? What bit? Mm hmm. Actually, I mean, I have it in uh, my This is my front. favorite thing to do. What the bounce premises? But anything that you have nothing, even if you have not one joke. I've got one. You want to hear it? Yeah. Give it. So like, 
I was watching some interview with like Jack Harlow, you know? Yeah. It was like on reels or something. He's like, you know, I've always been about that bag. You know, I've been getting a bag. Or, so he's talking like that. And I just thought like, if you're 18 or 20 and you're like a white kid and you, y'all, what up? Like talking like this and you do music and stuff. Like if you hit it big, you're going to talk like that forever. Oh, like God. that that's locked in because you've been rewarded by society. You're going to get the money. You're going to get the fame. Like this is helping. And you. it's on YouTube. The days where you can like change your thing are over. Yeah. But like, you know, the world is telling you this is what they want. So you're like locked into this, mm -hmm. like till the day you die. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to make it and you put your first album out and don't really hit my second album, it's like a little less, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, this is my second album. And then if you, you're working at Firestone and you're 35, you're like, <laughs> yeah, we'll have your car ready. And, uh, <laughs> We'll have it ready in about 40 minutes. We got your phone number. We'll give you a call. Like it has to fade away over time. But if you are like, it's baked in. If you hit success at 20 and you're like, yo, what else? this is what I do. You know, I was in the stoop and I got these ideas. And then, you know, Kanye, he's sick with the beat. And then I ride that beat. And, you know, we just made millions of dollars and we just keep doing that. I got the endorsement. I do Liquid Death. I do Monster. I do Red Bull. They don't care that they're competing brands. They don't care because like that's how hot we are. Like he's gonna talk like that forever. Mm -hmm. You average. You are the face of two competitors. Yeah, that's how good. And it's okay. That's how good we are, though. Well, see, I always uh, and I'm always big on if I have a joke that works that I don't use. I always want to like pitch it to other comics. Um, but uh, the idea of like rappers like are never number two. They all think they're number one. Like no, you can't all be number one. <laughs> so the rapper that decides to be like, yo, I'm number, th I'm probably like two or three, but if I just work a little harder, I could be number one. But like, you know, we all go with the ebbs and flows. Like you're on top and then you, you know, got you're back to the bottom again and then you're on the top again. He's like, no one's, not, I, I know who's number one. I can look at the chart. You're not. That'd be funny if there's a rapper who's like, I'm the second best. An insecure, like, like, insecure rapper. Yeah, or he's content. DJ I got Khaled. thousands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the second best. Yeah. I've got, I want look, little bags, little pouches. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be bags, just pouches. Yeah. <laughs> Humble rapper. That always, you're so good at like really specific impressions that don't involve like having to do like accents and shit. I always want to like do that, but I don't know why I could never pull it off, but, or, or I never felt uh, confident enough maybe. But um, the idea of a, uh, a guy who's miming sports, who's too realistic. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, when guys like play sports in line at the grocery store, but like they're just practicing their form. Yeah. You know, they're just like, like, and in their head, they're seeing it go in or, you know, or they're hitting a golf club, a uh -huh. fake golf club in line for something. Like the idea that a guy's like, like shoots it and it's like, oh, fuck. He's doing the high fives and with his like, friends too, just like on the missed shot. You're like, you didn't need to miss that. It was a fake. You could have made it in your mind. Like, how low is your self esteem that you can't make a fake shot? A in fictional your... shot. Yeah, like <laughs> on the same lines. I always thought there are certain sports that are okay to pantomime. Like, like if you're on a business call and you have the hands free and you're just like practicing a golf swing, everyone's okay with that, right? <laughs> but you can't be like a hockey goalie and like making, or you can't you can't be in the pocket and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah three o'clock sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. You can't. You also can't mime like MMA. You're yeah. just like on the ground. <laughs> just like, hold my calls. All right, uh, let's push the lunch meeting to three. You can't. There's certain sports you cannot mime while on a call. Yeah. You can't just be like on a horse, uh -huh. like just, on a fake horse, like jumping. Just the bougie white sports, <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> golf, tennis, totally acceptable to practice your form. But yeah. no other sport can you like do that. No.
No, 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 no. That is a really funny thing to me is the things you can do on calls. Also, there's something, can we call, can we be done with Zoom and all that shit? Because I see you checking your email, you fucking idiot. Why are you checking your email? I had this writing job. Do you think job. I can't see your eyeline? I had this writing job on Zoom for a little bit during the pandemic. So it was, we're writing this TV show and everyone's on Zoom and there would be times where you, you would just hear like video. Someone fucked up. Oh, and, no. And the, like, it's bound to happen. Just, you know, because everyone's not completely locked in the entire... You might have another tab open. So you'll hear video of a news thing or someone's watching a video. And it, and then it goes away. <laughs> and it's like a case of whodunit. And no, well, you, nobody, see some, you see some person go... Well, the thing I is, saw you lurch yeah, forward. We know it was you. It's happened to me one time, but the thing, the key is you have to keep your cool if it's happening. Then you just like close, <laughs> close the browser. Don't let on. Because if you panic, everyone knows it's everyone you. Everyone knows. But if the sound comes on, just go, just stifle it. Close it. It's, it's like, who's watching Fahim Anwar stand up on YouTube? <laughs> like, that's all I do every day. Just watch Why my own stand up. Why are you guys watching my stand up? This is weird. I'm a sociopath. Thank just in the you. writer's room, just watching my stand up videos. Just get the views up. <laughs> Yeah. Just refresh, 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 refresh. <laughs> Can I try to do your joke about when, at least when a guy is 5'10", he's always 5'10". When yeah, you guys yeah, wear makeup, yeah, at yeah. least at least he doesn't change he's sizes five, when it rains. all the time. <laughs> like yes. if, it's, if it rains, he's not like, eh. <laughs> you know, because like women have makeup that can wash off. But like the guy's 5'9", all the time, rain, sleet, or snow. <laughs> Why does that sound so funny? Because he's melting and he's just like, No, it is. It is like the body positive. Women should be able to be any size they want, any age they want, but men can't be bald. They have to be five. <laughs> they have to be like like six, four, and never have had dated anyone. Yes. and even <laughs> They only can have dated fat women. <laughs> I want body positivity for your exes. Yeah. <laughs> like this is like blondes. I'm sorry. I'm back on it. Blondes, blonde feminists or blonde activists are so funny to me because they're like, we need childcare in the workplace. We need mater more maternal leave. And the brunettes are like, hey, bitch, no one married us. We don't. We just want a job. You're like, I, so many men love me that I have my fifth baby. I, 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 we get it. People want to marry you and fuck you. You need time off. We're just trying to get in the mailroom. <laughs> yeah. We just want to get off the block. I'm like, no one, I'm not having any kids. No one wants to marry me. I need no time off. And I still can't get hired. <laughs> and they're like, uh, Taylor, you're hired. There's also certain <laughs> names we can't have. Have you ever met a brunette, Stephanie? Find me one. They don't exist. Mm -mm. Like imagine seeing, like I'm obsessed with shit like that. Like imagine a brunette named... Even Taylor. Tiffany? Never. Oh, wait. Stephanie? Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Oh, that's Tiffany, the most famous. Tiffany, but it's T-I-F-F-A-N-I. I had a and big they, they had to put two names in it, up. Tiffany yeah, and yeah, Amber. She, she was it for yeah, me. Yeah, because neither Tiffany nor Amber could stand alone for a brunette. No, we have Tiffany to put and Amber. Two hot names yeah, in a yeah, row. Yeah. What is like, with Tiffany Amber Thiessen, you would think that she'd be like Philip Seymour Hoffman, like this <laughs> tour de force actor because she has three names. <laughs> Like, have you seen Tiffany Amber Thiessen's latest project? It's riveting. It's riveting. Hold on. I'm actually gonna. It's riveting. Are you, right? I you know what's weird? Three names for a guy means you're an amazing actor. Three names for a girl means you, like, worked at Hooters. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> It's like great. people take you less seriously the more names you have as a woman. People take you more seriously the more names you have as a man. Why is that so funny to me? Oh, here we go. Can you imagine a brunette jumping out of a birthday cake? 
<laughs> they'd be like, what the fuck? You ruined the <laughs> they cake. They call the police. Get her, there's going to be they hair on the security. cake. Yeah. <laughs> there's going to be hair on the cake. There's going to be cute. gross black hair on the cake. Get her, get her out of here. Can we get a blonde chick in this cake? Her hair's in it. That's fine. Does anybody know this is a chick? That's your daughter. You mean daughter. beautiful oh. strands of gold? Yes, I'm happy with that being in my cake. Oh, here we go. Even lesbians date blondes. They know. Um, oh, there's no plus size blonde models. They're just called models. Like when a brunette is a size four, we're like, this is a plus size model. Whereas Marilyn Monroe is a size 18. And we're like, no, she was just perfect. You never see brunettes dancing on a bar. They're like, can you be careful? Here, I'll, I got you. Like, we let the blondes yeah. just step on our faces is to she, get down. Is she a contractor? When is she, ready? like, <laughs> checking the crown molding they're up there? They're like, are we getting audited by the IRS? What's that? What's she doing? Is that the insurance adjuster just, checking the taxes? You just give her a drill? She's like, no, I'm having a good time. Oh, I that thought you were looking at the Edison lighting. Oh, yeah. Blondes, there's this whole world you don't know about. Um, brunettes, we have to call in advance to go to a restaurant. We'll like make a <laughs> like tables just appear for me. My friends, yeah, my friends. I'm like, oh, we should make a reservation. They're like, why? We'll be fine. What's Whereas, a like, reservation? Brunettes are like, we're going to Nobu in four months. We should probably call now. <laughs> oh, but they always have tables when I go. I'm like, it's different, dude. When you go, I remember going to Aspen, and there was a lunch place that you know the lunch place that there's like a party at the lunch place mm -hmm. in Aspen, mm -hmm. and all the blonde women are on the tables dancing. <laughs> And during the day, yeah. they dance on tables like during the day for brunch. Yeah, like they're just like I'm like, what? How are like? I literally was just like trying to like deep throat like pimento cheese and like a sloppy Joe, and they're just like, oh, like life is such a party when you're blonde, just bopping around. Um, okay, I am. Oh, I also am working on. Is there any truth in this? Uh, the 25 year olds I know are so stressed out mm. <laughs> and have absolutely nothing to do. They are riddled with anxiety. I'm like, if you think your life is hard, no. Like, I'm like, they are slammed. Mm -hmm. They are exhausted. They are anxious. They're scared. They, and I don't know of what. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it, they're in a constant state of terror i'm like you haven't even been to the dmv yet and you like i'm You're like still on your mom's insurance i'm like you don't like if you i don't know how to tell them like it's only gonna get worse i wonder if they have like new problems that we can't really fully understand as an older person like mm -hmm. we didn't have the pressure of instagram tiktok like some of the bullying that may go on there um that could be stressors as well it's like i feel like it's different yeah, like the the kids that were um, working in factories in the twenties, like it, it's it, they wouldn't understand what it's like to to follow Kim Kardashian and feel bad about yourself. Yeah, are we sure we're just cool with this? Like, I just I I'm just big on like because I find myself doing it all the time. It's like girls I know that are twenty two, they're like I have anxiety and I have to go to another psychiatrist appointment and then I have to go to therapy again and then I have to go get my thing and then I have to go to my other therapist and then I have to go to my acupuncturist and then I have to deal with my shoulder thing and I'm like. You should be the healthiest and happiest you're ever going to be yeah. right yeah. now. I don't know how to break it to you that like nothing's wrong. <laughs> well, because we're more open and that's being like celebrated. Like uh, I always have this thought. I'll see a video on Instagram or something like when I have these breakdowns, my dog comes and this woman's on the floor like, and the golden retriever comes and like starts <laughs> licking her face like, and it's like petting the dog. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my God, the dog's so great. And sorry going through this. But in my mind, I'm like, she set up the camera. Oh my God. Yeah. Hit record, mm -hmm. sat in the corner and, uh, and the dog came. Like 
it's almost like throwing up a stand-up clip or something. I have a like hot you, take. If you're still crying after you set up the camera, also was the she, episode was, has was she like this? It's also weird to be in the middle of one, like ah, ah, I know. <laughs> Uh, the I'm, lighting's off, uh, and you bring like a, a softbox uh, and like a ring light, uh, hook it up to a tripod, uh, and you set up a boom mic. Uh, Wait a second, you're putting lips to lip gloss on. And she has a clapper. Uh, Wait a no, second, no, look, look adjust, your, this, adjust this your tips. Side. This is my good side. Look at me. Uh, Put on a new shirt. Yeah, yeah. This one's dancing on camera. It says stripes. And everyone's like, you're so brave. Yes, queen. I'm sorry you're going through this. <laughs> yeah, but please. there's this other layer that people don't think about. Like, who shot that? And who shot you? I, dude, when I put auditions on tape and I have to do between, and I'm like sobbing, crying. And as soon as I go, I'm like, oh, I lost it. No, like, there's no way you're still, you're documenting your breakdown. And yeah. still, you at least like acknowledge like it was worse. Now it's talking to a camera is helping me. Sure. So it's better. You don't have to pretend like. But we're in a new age where like those type of videos and the problems are kind of like a currency. It's it's a form of, to me, trauma bonding. If you're going to go like, hey, I have this legitimate thing and I'm sharing it with people and I'm using my platform to connect with. Great. But if your business is something else and then you're only going to put out stuff where it's like how sick you are, how um, depressed you are, how anxious you are. Now no one can be honest with you. You're making it so we all treat you with kid gloves. Mm -hmm. And then life's going to get worse and worse because no one tells you the truth. Like for me, I like... Those moments are for some people. They're not for everyone. And I think that when we present ourselves to the world only at our like best, it's bad, but only at our worst, it's also bad because it's just going to be like, everyone's going to be like, are you okay? How are you doing? Like, do you want every conversation to be like, are you okay? As someone yeah. that has blue hair, it's very annoying when that's all people ask you. <laughs> I always have this thought too with, there's a big push for, um, you know, mental health and all that. Society's going towards that. But I didn't hear that. <laughs> no, they're like championing it and all that. No. But society kind of only Keep wants comedians that. comedians crazy. That's how we well, stay funny. They only want that from like celebrities. Like if Demi Lovato is going through a thing, everyone's like, yeah, yes, queen. Like you're going through it. But if like, hey, this is Bob. You had a mental <laughs> breakdown. He's in our department. Everyone isn't like, yes, queen. They're like, like, get him out of here. They're like, what the fuck? Have you heard about Bob? Do you know what it was? Like, does he explode? Do, what's the exit to the <laughs> no, building? No, they call it like, but he's on my team for this project. Can we get rid of, like, can we get a new person in here that, that doesn't cry all day? Yeah, yeah, no one's like, I think it's great you had a mental breakdown, Blake. and like, so brave. Yeah, and that you're back on the team, and that's awesome. Like, let me know if I could help in any way. It would just be break room. Like, here, you know, Blake had a mental breakdown. Does anybody know? So this whole Demi Lovato yes queen So, okay, so his yogurt in the fridge, can I have it? Yeah, it doesn't apply to the everyday person. No, mm -hmm. no, it's yeah. only if you're rich. If you're poor and you have a yes. breakdown, people are like, ugh. Oh, another thought too, when it comes to you'll hear news stories about someone losing their mind or something, and part of me is like, that must be nice. Like I would love to lose my like. It's so hard to keep it together day yeah. to day. Oh, I would love to just have that vacation. Like, obviously, it's a comedic take or whatever, <laughs> but like the freedom of just losing your mind for a bit. Dude, when I tell you, when I had blue and pink hair, there is so much freedom, and people already thinking you're insane. You can do anything. Like this is, you know, like when old people just start shoplifting and no one's going to stop them. Like she's doing it again. So my dad used to, um, uh, I don't know if your dad's ever did this or, or men in your family. He would shave his face and when he would get cuts, he would put a little piece of toilet paper on yeah, it yeah. and just walk out in public. And it's <laughs> such a, when I see a man with toilet paper on his face, like an old, I'm just like, 
Do you want my car? Like, what, like that's someone that doesn't give a fuck about anything. No, no fuck. I don't care about you. I don't care about your fucking car. I'm going to park where I want. I'm going to park in a handicapped space. Like that's just someone to be feared because it's like no fucks given. When I had pink and blue hair, I could, what you're talking about, the respite from reality where you could act so crazy and people would just be like, she's doing pretty good. Given the circuit, you, the bar for you is so low. No one asks you to pick up their kid from school. No one asks you to drive them to the airport. There's this freedom and everyone just already thinking you're so batshit crazy that you wake up at noon and they're like, oh, you woke up at noon. Good, oh, wow, good, good for you. Good for you. Look wow. at you starting your day early. Yeah. <laughs> they just said, yeah, well, Emily. <laughs> you woke up in the AM, 11.59. That's great. We're doing AM now. <laughs> That's so great. It's weird. It's But there is also, I think comedians, we're a little bit the opposite. Whereas, or just people in general, maybe. I think the people that are really going through it don't talk about it as much. Like we've lost friends to where you're like, I had no idea they were going through that. And then they take their life or they, yeah. you know, I think that for the most part, this is obviously if your friends are, say they're in struggling, help them. But I feel like, I've spent so much time giving all my time and attention to the people that are like, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, my life is miserable. And I'm like, okay. And then the people that actually are going through real bad, they just- Are quiet. And, I'm like, yeah. I, how would we have known? Mm -hmm. You know, kind of thing. So it's like a, I don't know, that's just like a weird- Yeah, everyone treats it differently. And I think it's also generational too. Like the older people kind of keep it to themselves and the younger people mm -hmm. is like, I'm not so alone. You shouldn't be so alone out there. Um, I- <laughs> This is so stupid. Um, hey, hooker. You know, that's a blondes. That's what blondes call brunettes. Hey, hooker. You're so cool. Um, <laughs> what all my blonde friends call me. Like, hey, slut. I'm like, cool. It's like uh, we're taking the word back. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we're owning it. But like hooker was a word that I feel like you're supposed to say prostitute now. Yes. So if someone calls me hooker, they're just saying you're old. No, they don't. It's okay. That's another angle, too. I had one time where it's... Uh, we're like in a post-shame society. <laughs> I go, back in the day, you could make a lot of money by having sex with random guys yeah. for cash. <laughs> but the downside was you had to be called a prostitute. <laughs> like that was part of it. So you just had to have that label. Now you, you, you're called a sex worker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like none of the shame, all of the but money. But you're implying that sex isn't work for the people that don't get paid for it. Sex is work when it's consensual sure. in your own sure. home. But it's funny, just like the perception around it has completely changed. So you'll be at a party or something like, this is a, this is a dentist, this is a cardio, uh, cardiologist. Uh, this is uh, Denise. Denise, what do you do? I'm a sex worker. And you're like, oh, that's fantastic. Well, that's fantastic. It's totally integrated into society and it's not this like shameful thing anymore. But it's is there any other job where worker is not, like woodworker? It, it also has like, when the word worker's in it, it has more like, like Jesus was a woodworker. <laughs> he hung out with sex worker. It, it adds like a little bit of, uh, uh, integrity. Yes. Like, uh, what else is furniture? No, where I work with furniture. I work with, no, or, um, it's soon it's going to be, you know, like I work with underprivileged kids. Sure. I work with kids on the spectrum. Like I work with men that need sex. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's almost like, I uh, work with adulterers. The, the title is so churched up and glossy now the, like I could introduce her to my parents, be like, well, no, Cindy, she's a sex worker. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah. that's her. Prostitute I like. There was, I love toot, like toot, toot, toot. Like the end of toot, the, toot, prostitute, toot. Like I toot, just think prostitute, toot, is such a cute word. Like um, to me, they all like have found little tutus. But how do prostitutes and sex workers, how do they insult each other? Like, 
like we like girls would be like, hey, hooker, hey, slut or mm. prostitutes like, hey, hey, secretary, comedian. secretary, <laughs> hey, secretary, <laughs> hey, comic, hey, open my comic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is this? Do you ever write things down and you're like, what? Was? Oh, yeah. What was I thinking? <gasps> well, the words we can't say now. Mm. Um, long time no see. You can't say that anymore. You can't. Well, someone was like, yeah, long time no see. It's insulting to like people with broken English. Like someone's like, it's insulting to Chinese people. And I was like, I think it's insulting to blind people. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I love the economy of that joke too. Whenever you get jokes that are that tight and quick, I love those. Because they're a great way to like open a little bit, just... You can tell this joke to your friend. Like I always go, can someone repeat this joke to someone else without fucking it up? Yeah, it's like a foolproof joke. Oh, this is so stupid. Uh, Whatever. Homeless, you're supposed to say temporarily unhoused. For real? Yeah. But that's so verbose. I I feel like homeless people are like, no, this is permanent. Uh, Can you please help me? I'm homeless. We're like, oh no, this is just temporary. They're like, I'm, (laughs) no, it's not. It's been 20 years. It's been been a while. I had this joke where I was like, the homeless problem, you know, in LA and Austin, when I was out there too, there was a homeless problem. No, they were camping. Well, here's the thing. I go like, (laughs) people are trying to figure out what's the solution. It's really hard topic. Like, how do we crack this thing? I go, I want to know who's selling the tents. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like that's the root of the problem. I think like when you buy a tent at REI, you should have to show your LinkedIn profile. (laughs) (laughs) It's like buying a gun. They go, okay, okay. Five years you've worked at this company. All right. Getting tense, you're either, it's like a horse. You're either really rich or really poor. Yeah. There's no in between. In between. Like if you have a horse, you either use it for transportation <laughs> or just to show how pretty it is. Same with tents. When someone comes in, they're either it's either like Bezos who's going camping in Montana to go off the grid or someone mm-hmm. who's like, I'm going to live in this. <laughs> and it's almost the same profiling as you would do for terrorists. Like, all right, he has a beard. I don't know. <laughs> and then they had called like a land terrorist. <laughs> this is like my most favorite thing to do. Oh, just bouncing bits and stuff. Yeah, just like, but like premises. Yeah. Oh, there's something funny here. Dating a younger guy has made me overly confident. Like I used to be so insecure about my body, but now I'm dating a younger guy. And instead of thinking like, oh, maybe he just has like, likes older women or like needs his loans paid off. I'm like, I must be fucking hot. <laughs> and then I used to like, the older I get, the hotter I, I the older I get, the more I think, like the what, like it's not body dysmorphia it's like age dysmorphia like I think I look 20 now mm. like I'm just like I'm like sure, I'm like go to a bar I'm like do you see my ID and they're like no <laughs> like just that I have like all this confidence that I didn't have before um and it's not a compliment when a younger guy wants to date an older woman it's just that once you get wrinkles like everything is a possible vagina for them so they just see older women as like they're turned on all the time. Every time like, I turn damn. my neck, he just sees three possible things to fuck. She's covered in vaginas. <laughs> I, I love it. Like I've got like as you get older, you get more like armpit. Like, so many rolls. opportunities. Yeah. So it's like for me, all these like wrinkles that I try to hide from him, he's like, <laughs> they just look like pussies. To him. It's like, babe, promise me something. You'll never get Botox. <laughs> Swear. I can't just fuck a dolphin. I I need the rinks. (laughs) Don't tell me about gills. (laughs) Um, I did uh, in a show that I did that we adapted Super Sad True Love Story by Gary Steingart. He's a brilliant satirical writer and like futurist person. And he said that the uh, next generation uh, like of parents, people in their 20s now, they will, you'll be able to choose the eye color if you want of your kid. You're also going to be able to choose to give your child gills. What? 
Why? Because we're going to be like under coastal cities like will be underwater in our lifetime. Do you think that'll be a cool thing? Like at spring break <laughs> where Devin's taking his shirt off and she's like, oh, my God, you got the gill package. <laughs> yeah, my parents sprung for it. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, he's so fucking fast. Bryce, you can't cut through the water like that. My parents couldn't afford gills. I'm I'm leaving you. <laughs> Also, where's my ring? Oh, it's in my gift. Yeah. <laughs> it's in my gift. What if he like runs out on her, just like leaves, like walks he out on her, her by, for... into the ocean? Like, it's not working out for me. <laughs> <laughs> leaves her for a dolphin. Yeah, yeah. See ya. Psh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go hitch a ride on a carnival cruise. <laughs> Are just... you doing any like relaxing or hobbies? Uh, I'm trying to get better, you know, but. I don't need a lot. I take simple pleasures. Out of I, life. But here's what I'm realizing. Yeah. I think as comedians, we real I, like. I feel like we're such workaholics and we're such comedians 24 seven. And I was talking to. Some, I was watching. I can't tell if I had a conversation, listened to a podcast, or read a book, <laughs> or it was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, barely here. Right but now. what I will do is if I listen to a podcast or watch a documentary, I'm like, I was reading this book the other day. Like, uh -huh. it was not a book. It I was have a no idea. I go, I was in the cockpit trying to do this mission the other day with Rooster and Tom Cruise was trying to get me to do this track in three minutes. And it was really hard pushing. Um, like, I have no idea. Val Kilmer was there and <laughs> I that's Top Gun. Oh. Like, I am so unclear if what happened to me yesterday, if it was someone else's IG live, I will appropriate other people's experiences. Mm -hmm. I'll be like the other day when I was in Italy and I'm like, that didn't happen to me. Like, yeah. you know, like ah. I'm just passing the story. I don't know where I heard it, but like, I don't, I don't know where I, what was I? Where so was it's it? important to take breaks or vacations. In order to be a good writer. Oh, it was Ryan Holiday. Um, in order to be a good writer, you have to lead an interesting life. And I think for me, I'm always like, okay, I have to wake up at, you know, 115, just kidding. In order to be an interesting writer, you have to lead an interesting life. And I was like, that is so fucking true. And I just feel like the onus is on us to like live a little more. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I subscribe to all of that. And what and, are you doing? What are your hobbies? Um, I love music. I like, what, is that too low? Like low? playing it or just listening just to listening. it? Just listening. Can I run something by you? Sure. Maybe this is a bit for, that I think you would be amazing at. Like, would you go to a listening party? <laughs> It depends how well I know the person. Can you please do an person. impression of a guy at the listening party who really wants the artist to know he likes it? All right. So so do we know the artist? <laughs> but here's the other thing about the listening party. You know none of the words because it's a new song. Oh. What's worse than listening to a song you Here, don't never okay. heard before? It'd be so funny if the guy is trying to get on the artist's good side by trying to pretend to sing along to a song <laughs> that hasn't even come out yet where he's just like... <laughs> no, but like it's almost like, like Garth and Cat, like... In the sunlight, <laughs> like you know, the end of you can get and yeah, like, baby, 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 just the chorus. You hear the chorus once, baby, baby, you're the best, baby, baby, dude. baby. Two, wait, two babies? Who doesn't put a third baby mm -hmm. on? And they're just like, baby, and it gets quiet. <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you sit at a listening party? You can't be too. Like, but do you make you can't look at people? No. Yeah, you got to be in your own. I think you got to be on the edge of your seat a little bit, like you're anticipating this listening party. But you can't. Like, and then you got to be in your own little world a little bit. To me, a listening party is worse than like an orgy. <sighs> like it's so much more like the idea of just I would close my eyes mm. and just like take fake notes like Amber Heard did in her trial. Mm. I would just be like scribbling mm. on a piece of paper. I as feel if, like she dressed like a judge thinking she would get like better treatment or opinion wise she, if I looked like a judge. She dressed like a Mennonite. Mm -hmm. Like priestess, priestess, like she looked like an Amish milkmaid <laughs> from the head up and then from the neck down. 
dressed like a like a handmaid who just got to Canada and like got to make their case, but they had to make their clothes out of like curtains and old military uniforms. Yeah. Did you see the day where she dressed exactly like Dr. Evil? <laughs> no. Oh my God. What? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get a creamy Oreo frappe or McCafe smoothie for less with 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> taking a break, 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 taking a break, bap, bap, break. Break, break, break. We've stopped saying bap, bap, bap. Bap, bap, bap. In the break, beginning. Break, break. God, that is annoying when someone else does it. <laughs> Is it that annoying when I do it? <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Life's a nightmare. <laughs> it's time to drink wine. <laughs> Hot or not, read the news. Everyone needs a cool glass of grape juice <laughs> that's been in a cellar for that's been fermented. 100 years. Yeah. It's a rough time. It's a rough time. Now, did you know? Literal sour grapes. That summer heat and sunlight can spoil your wine. And your good times if it's not properly stored. Yeah, tell me about it. So now's the time to get those bottles off the countertops and protect them with a wine fridge from wine enthusiasts. Get your wine out of the glove compartment. <laughs> get it out of the closet where you... <laughs> My mom used to keep a wine opener in her glove compartment and um, she told me it was for her tires. But it, when as I got older, I was like, that's a wine it's bottle opener. For my for parenting. It's because I'm tired of you. <laughs> of your whining. Yeah. So what I'm saying is I am just realizing the delights mm -hmm. of a little vino mm. at the end of the day. She's only a thousand years late. <laughs> She's like, have you guys heard of this new thing called wine? You guys, it's delicious. And I guess when you grow up with so many stepmoms drinking something, you're mm -hmm. like, oh, that's yeah, bad. Lane, I was yeah. like, ah, oh, that makes dad not like me as much. You oh, know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But then you're like, ah, this makes me like me a ton. <laughs> okay, so I am so into wine right now. It's there. It's just there's, no, I guess now I get why. I get wine now, guys. This wine. Is, you know what? This business should stick around. Wine, I think this is going to stick. I think this is this idea is going to take. Wine Enthusiast designs and offers the largest selection of wine coolers for every drinker, every budget, and every size collection. From six to 600 bottles. But do you know that everyone's storing their wine wrong? And if you do have questions, there are expert wine storage consultants available by phone to help you find the right fit for all your needs. Wine Enthusiast is the premier destination for the wine lifestyle, offering an incredible selection of unique wine accessories, glassware, furniture, wine storage, gifts, and more. Visit WineEnthusiast.com or text the code GFY to 511-511. Remember, text GFY to 511-511 today to check out all of the Wine Enthusiast's summer savings. Text GFY to 511-511 today. Certain exclusions may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text fees may apply. Text stop to opt out. I'll tell you what I'm not going to opt out of. Coming to see you live. You're going to come see me in Ohio? At the Taft Theater. It's weird. September when I was 8th. touring, when I was going to Austin, <laughs> Miami, San Francisco, everyone wants to come. Now I'm going to Cincinnati, Philly. Radio silence from everyone here at the Good For You <laughs> team. No call, one. Yeah, just call me about those London dates. <laughs> no one seems to want to come on tour with me anymore. <laughs> 
anymore. People were really chomping at the bit. They were chomping at the bit. Charleston, Nashville, Miami, Austin. Yeah. Now I'm like, hey guys, I don't. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to Toledo. They're like, hmm. Mailer Damon. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> September. September 8th, I will be in Cincinnati, Ohio, Tap Theater. September 9th, I'll be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Merriam Theater. And then I am going to be in Richmond, September 10th, uh, Richmond, Virginia at the National. This is going to be all new jokes, too, by the way. September 24th, I'll be in Charlottesville, Virginia, uh, the Paramount Theater. Come see me make fun of Emily for a full hour. Back to our guest. I I always thought about doing a (laughs) podcast where it's it's called, it's just, it's called This Has Been a Date. (laughs) And it's, it's like just super hot chicks and they have no idea. And at the very end, you go, thank you. This has been a date. By the way, <laughs> so you're just bamboozling hot chicks to be on this podcast, but it's really just a date. I mean, every meeting with every agent I had in my 20s, where you really, you know, when you realize halfway through you're hanging out with someone, you realize it's a date, and you're like, how stupid. I am stupid. That's or nice. I just see myself as so disgusting, it would never occur to me that this person wanted to date. I'm such a, I'm so, um, dysmorphic about that stuff. Mm. Like people will say all the time, they're like, oh, when you used to date so and so. And I was like, no, no, we're like buddies. What are you talking about? And they're like, oh. And I'm like, oh, we dated? Like, I just thought we were hanging out. He just thought he was dating you for five years yeah. and not having sex. <laughs> you know, she's taking it really slow. <laughs> we're, we just want to be friends first for the first five years. And then we don't want to rush it. And it gives me something to look forward to. And uh, I fell in love with her soul. <laughs> and... um like, I see her dating other guys, too. And I'm like, look at how strong we are. Yeah, she wants to be sure when she picks me. <laughs> and can, I like that. Can we talk about polyamory? Yeah. And how it's just, are we pretending this isn't cheating? Are we pretending that two people are actually on the same page ever? Three, One person is brokenhearted and crying in Kroger. <laughs> right. And I think people, everyone's going to be at a different level in that relationship of investment and what if, they think it is. If you and, started as polyamory, okay. Mm-hmm. If you've been together for two years and you're like, I think we should be polyamorous. How many polyamory success stories do you hear? Ironically, one. Mm. <laughs> Joking. Uh, I, I, I feel like there's this, because someone the other day, there's um like a Instagram like healer type person who is in a like thruple mm-hmm. and I took the person really seriously and they're like anyway so we've just added a third to our relationship and we're down in like a thruple and I was like I'm done I'm done with you I'm not taking advice from you on how to make a relationship work if you were just like ah what this- if his advice is only good for three he's like I'm sorry I thought it was for two but this is for thruples <laughs> This is thruple advice. I don't, yeah, like I don't, no wonder I was buying so many groceries. Uh, <laughs> do they do therapy, like couples thruple therapy and there's yeah. just three people on the couch? And the, the therapist is just like, buy a van. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, guys- we don't know who sits in the front. A thruple would be so stressful. I would literally be like, who sits in the front seat? Do you have to go shotgun? Yeah. <laughs> like it's little things like that because the world is designed for two people. Like if you're mm-hmm. in a thruple, and you like go to Six Flags, like who sits next to who? On, oh, like there's yeah. always going to be a third wheel, like mm-hmm. in the back at uh, Magic Mountain, like in the picture, like like trying <laughs> to get in. What about add another dude? Then it's even teams. Then you're in a quad, whatever. Then you're double dating. <laughs> I'm not a, I, did you see the Mormon documentary? What's Which it called? Which one? Everyone. Uh, dude, over the, uh, under the banner of heaven. Uh-uh. Oh. What's it on? Uh, it's brr. on Amazon Prime. It's no, good? it's Hulu. It's Hulu. good? It's it's Andrew Garfield. By the way, uh, 
You know, you'll find it. Okay, all right. You don't care where it is. I kind of do. You go, go you look, see, this drives me nuts. This drives me a little bit nuts. So, you know, my number one pet peeve is when someone asks you a question they could Google. Mm. And I'm the asshole who's like, this feels like a question for Google. Do you ever have that where you get someone on the list? They go, hey, I want to come to your show. And you put them on the list. You're, like, you're on the list. And it doesn't end there. Then it's like, oh. what oh. time should I get there? Where do I park? Uh, I'm in line. Can you no. come and get me? Hey, crazy day. I don't think I'm going to make it after all. After you already I did. I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. It is. And then this is my, oh, it drives me insane. When people are like, I want to come see your show. You're like, cool. Come anytime. I just look at my Twitter. Look at my, no, I'm and they see you again. Hey, I am. I'm, I've been slammed. I am dying to see. I'm like, I'm going to come soon. I'm going to come. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Like, like, come fine. or I'll come. With or without, like, I'm really not People dying to comp you, you for a show that I then have to babysit you for. And then they have to be like, I'm, and then your relationship is awkward. Every time you see them, they're like, I am coming. <laughs> I swear. The kid has been sick. I am. And I'm like, you're like, you're making this weird. Yeah, I don't need this from you. I don't need your fandom. I don't need you to see you. It, come if you want to come. That's okay. Like, imagine me being disappointed you haven't come to see a show yet. But I did see you on stage one time and you had a single tear come down <laughs> when you saw that empty chair <laughs> that was reserved. It's like, where is Rita? Um, What else is in the news? Yeah, this person I kind of know from work yeah. didn't make it. Like, I don't want you to come. I'm going to make fun of you and one, you're going to know it's about you. <laughs> one step beyond that is when you're at a party or something and the guy's like, uh, oh yeah, I want to come. Like, tell me. Tell me next time you're performing. So yeah. now it's on me mm -hmm. to tell this stranger I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Hey, what's your number? Hey, Doug. It's me from the party. Remember, I'm 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 Blake's friend. I'm performing Tuesday. If you're free, oh, that doesn't work for you. Um, <laughs> well, what about uh, Wednesday? I have show. I have two shows. That doesn't work either. By the way, there's 500 other people coming to the show that got there. Yes, <laughs> they yeah. all figured it out. They paid. They but, paid. They they. Ha it's been booked for months. This thing, like, we're so far in our careers where we don't need to put bodies in seats. Like, we're open micers and need to fill a room. Yeah. If you're a one or two year comic, mm -hmm. that let me know when you're performing makes sense because you got to be like, hey, I'm having a show and I need to bring people to get stage time because yeah, that's, that's a yeah. thing early on. But when you're a seasoned comedian and someone's like. Tell me the next time you're performing. Netflix now. Yeah. There's many go on YouTube. You well, can like, see me whenever you want. I don't care so much that this for this stranger to come and see me. I don't need that. No good deed. No good yeah, deed. You just so, want it to end there. I'm at the point where I'm like, I've learned it never ends there. It never ends there. Like I now have a couple friends where I am just their like concierge on call <laughs> dog person. They're like, hey, can you look at this picture of this mole? I'm like, I stop sending me photos of your dog's balls. I don't, I literally yeah. gave you the number of a vet. one number. One. That's where it ends. Like how do you not know to Google this? Yeah. But I how did I get annoyed at that? Oh. I just wanted to know the streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Excuse me, ma'am. I just wanted to know. Because you know why? Because I don't think you really care. I think, I don't think you care. No. And I, I think you were just doing an impression of a small talk, which comedians do. I do that too. Where someone will be like, I'll be like, oh, what's it on? What is that? Why I, do you need I that? I actually just wanted to remove the one step of Googling. <laughs> <laughs> but I just mean, I think people ask that and you're adding work to me. I was just trying to give you a show to watch. Sure, and now sure. you're making me be like, oh, I think some. <laughs> and now I look dumb. There's certain things where I think people think, I just think it's funny when people do things by accident. Like, 
when you're just trying to have, because small talk is my number one, like, I can't, I'm not good at it. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It feels like work to me. I want to go, sh- I don't want to be like, hey, how was the traffic? I want to go straight into you like, go, what's your biggest fear what, at a party? Yeah, what dep- antidepressants are you on? How did you, how, you, <laughs> you, you, you got any? Scarf, scarf, what was the brand? Like, I want to get into it. So when I'm already making small talk, I already don't want to do this. And now you're making me like be like, what streamer? And now I have to like be like, man, I think it was Hulu, maybe, but Hulu and Amazon merge. Wait, hold on, no, it's Paramount Plus. But, but Paramount's technically owned by HBO Max, so you could see it on. E- no one knows what anything's on. Yeah, I know. No one knows. I don't even know what streamers are still out there. Yeah, what is out there? CISO's gone. That's that's because now what you uh, on Apple TV? I'll just put in the name of the show and it'll come up, and I don't uh, even know where it is. It could be fucking Al Jazeera for all I know. <laughs> There's this great new drama on Al Jazeera. It's, it's like, yeah. You know why it's this? This what? is what's funny about that exchange. You did none of this, but I'm just projecting. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. So is this. So so if I haven't seen something, I get insecure. So ask me if I've seen a show. Uh, have you Have you watched Shrill? No. What's it on? The what's it on is like, if I haven't, like it must be on some bozo channel. <laughs> like, it's like, so funny the way you're projecting. <laughs> Because, like, that, that's not even on my radar whatsoever. Like, when you said, what's it on? I'm like, oh, she's inquisitive. She wants to find out. She wants to watch it and remove a step. No, I, now, because I move through the world always worried, like, people think I'm crazy or stupid. And I have this thing where I feel like I have to know everything all the time. So when I haven't seen something, I'm already like, I haven't seen this. She already doesn't like me. Like, what's it on? Like, like you, you threw this elitist angle of, like. Or no, I'm like, I, I just watched this show, Under the Banner of Heaven. Heaven, what's it on? Like, you're, t- like, I might be lying. Like, you think I'm lying? <laughs> you're like Danny, you're like low stakes Danny DeVito, or not Danny DeVito, uh, Joe Pesci. <laughs> But it's what, like, what's it on? There's what, something, think- but it's like, well, if I had missed out, how come I haven't seen it? What's it on? Like, there's something so like, oh, like do you, da- you're doubting that it exists or something. Do you think that if it was like a worthy streamer, I would have seen it? And this streamer must be so subpar. I have yes. to be like, what's it on? Do they air it on the Four Seasons Network? I don't where watch, I watch Hulu. <laughs> I only do Discovery Plus. What is so funny to me because... There is like so many serious docu- are so many serious documentaries out there, and you're like, I just watched this documentary about abortion uh, in Laos. What's it on Hulu? Yeah, <laughs> I had like, this fucking. It's thought. on Yahoo. Yeah, I was watching the Epstein doc on Netflix, uh-huh. and it's it's so fucked up. Where I'm like, I wanted it to keep going. <laughs> You know, obviously you don't want that okay, atrocity to happen, yeah. but you're like, oh, I wish there was more episodes. I wish that it had gone on 10 more years. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's they would have been legal dirty, by then. Maybe, yeah. maybe he turned it around. <laughs> that was the same thing with Elizabeth Holmes. I was like, what if you guys had just given her a little more time? Here's what I can't understand and can't believe is that after all of that crazy shit and bilking all the money for people or the people for money and all that and the bamboozling, a guy still marries her. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's still great. You know, but you know, a but, super rich guy. But yes, let me say like, two what things. What is that? Let me say two things. Number one, you know that she married uh, the guy whose family owns Tory Pines in La Jolla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the family's just cool. Like, you know, she tried to start up, it didn't For work. Like, oh, fuck, he found a blonde girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the future throne yeah. will be blonde. <laughs> and like Hitler would have liked her. Like, what? But um, uh, also, this is a thing that. Girls have, I believe, Emily, you tell me if it's true. Mm-hmm. Guys, when they they date, 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 you're like, I liked her. Why did, like, all my guy friends date? Whatever. Once they pick, or your exes, the one they pick is always whack. It's always like Elizabeth Holmes. It's always like, why her? Mm. Like, of all, I'm not saying I'm that great, 
But like when guys have like lots of like bachelory guys and then you're like, that's the one you went with. We always feel like the way you feel about that guy in Elizabeth Holmes. We mm-hmm. always feel about the girls uh, you guys marry. We're like, that's the one you chose. The one that like berates you in the hallway. Like we now we all have to you. Why did yeah. you pick? Because then you're like, oh, some guys just need like a mom or like a like a lot of times I find guys who dated a lot of women. Maybe it's just because they're they needed someone to just end up with the woman who was just like the most controlling mm. over them. That was just like, here's what's going to happen. You're going to fucking marry. Like the ways that I always learn you're never allowed to behave. I find like a lot. Some of, guys need that, that yeah. or they respond to that. It was like, fire your, this person, fire this person. You're going here. Like your name is Mitch now. And you're like, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like someone who's maybe just going to like solve shit, which actually maybe is cool because it's even more annoying when I see my guy friends dating girls that are like, she doesn't drive. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you dating a mess? Like, is this hot to you that you have to like rescue this like wounded bird? Yeah, you just have to be your Uber everywhere. I know, like I know a guy friends of mine where I'm like, they'll be like, oh, I have to, I can't come over today. My girlfriend got lost at the mall. I'm like, what? <laughs> How old is she? <laughs> she got lost in the American doll, the, the American, American girl, girl store. <laughs> Babe, where am I? I'm in, I'm in the Chinese doll section. I can't. <laughs> I took a left and. Did you see the Abercrombie and Fitch documentary? No. Oh my gosh. It is a wild. What's it on? (laughs) Abercrombie and Fitch.net. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They're doing their new streaming services. But you know what it is? Because it's like, it makes me face the fact that I don't know something. Yeah. And I'm like, I should know. And it's embarrassing when I just watched six hours of a documentary and couldn't tell you what I watched it on. <laughs> that just is very, tells you a lot about me. <laughs> yeah, like I saw this documentary. It's like really fucked up. What, what happened? What happened? I, I don't know. But I just know that I'm, it was I, I don't know up. where to watch it. I don't know who made it. I'm uh-huh. not entirely sure it happened. I could have just dreamt this, but here's the thing. Yeah, but I ate a lot of lunches through the stuff that I saw. I think it's also a way to stay engaged in a conversation and look cool. Someone's like, ah, oh, have you seen Ozark? What's it on? Like you think you're gonna fucking be in charge of this combo? I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw you a loop, and then because yeah, yeah, it yeah. flusters people. What's it on? Um, what's the noise of the network? You could power say TV, <laughs> Roku. Yeah, like it just sort of like Roku, TV IMDb, the streaming service. Now it's like there's a new one every morning. How am I supposed to? I know? thought it'd be funny if like all I had was Discovery Plus and I had a date, and I'm like. All right, Scott, I got to go upstairs or whatever. Just you can fire up the TV. I got Discovery Plus. And do you have anything else? No, I just, I, I just watch Discovery Plus. Like, that's all I watch, really. You don't have Netflix? No. Discovery and chill. Yeah, but there's like... Um, plus and chill. Plus and chill. <laughs> there's something about like all the... What is even on Roku there? Roku and chill? Like, what? Yeah. But the fact that that got so big when it's a literally a catchphrase about like, fuck it. Right. Like you're, we're gonna trick the girl you're with into. We're gonna give you enough time to get her drunk while you're gonna watch this movie, and then you're gonna chill. <laughs> like if you wa- the people that watch Netflix, fuck. <laughs> like what a genius way to market something. Yeah, Netflix and fuck would be too abrasive. <laughs> I know. I was. Who was I was talking about over there? The fact that they haven't launched a porn section called Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Netflix XXX. I love thinking of names of things. There used to be a place. It was called. Adam and Weave. It was a weave store and talent agency. What? <laughs> it's on La Brea. No. I swear to God. And Wilshire. It's a combo. It's like a Pizza Hut Taco Bell. Yeah, exactly right. Agency but- and weave place. Mm-hmm. Weaves and talent agency. If you are a client, like talent, and you go buy all these wigs or you're, you're passing them on the way to talk to your agent, <laughs> how do you feel about your career? But it's good. You're 
able to be like, look, if the hair color's bumping you, Mm-hmm. It's a great place to be like, don't, please don't let what's on my head distract you because we can change that. Do you think there's conflict of interest where the agent's just suggesting weaves that she needs to buy <laughs> if you want to make it in the biz? Your hair's holding you back. The Merkins over here at some point will have to. Do you feel like when you were auditioning or like, like, do you feel like you were ever in a situation where you're like, this is racist? Uh, or like, this is like, I don't want to, I, I, if someone else does this job, great, but I don't want to do this. Yeah, yeah. And it, you can kind of combat that with just the jobs that you choose to go out for. And you tell your people what is on brand for you and what you're trying to do and what what is not on brand and what you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not knocking any of that because there's a marketplace. Some stories need to get told and actors want to act and they just want to service those roles and be a vessel. But we're stand-up comedians. You know, I'm a stand-up comedian first and foremost. But where are we on... If you're if you're Asian, if you're when the Asian is in a category, it's like Japanese play Japanese, Chinese play Chinese. You know, like, are you ever like, I'm not Greek, man. I'm telling you, uh, the first acting thing I ever did, I auditioned for Chuck. You know, that show Chuck on NBC. So now I got this like huge guest star. So it's actually it was the role was for Manoush Deepak, which is Indian. But a lot of times in Hollywood, they'll just choose a race for this role. And it's pretty loose. So you'll see different types of. Middle Eastern and South Asian people just go out for the same thing. Even if it says Pakistani, uh-huh. they're not married to the idea that it's Pakistani yeah, yeah. unless it's integral to the storyline. And a lot of times it's not. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So you can slide in. It's not like this would make no sense. Yes, there wasn't, to... there wasn't mention of Manoush Deepak's heritage in the script. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I got the role of Manoush Deepak, even though I'm not Indian. Yeah. And I people aren't like, he's not Indian. Yeah. Like it's not. There's not enough attention on it. It's, for, exactly. It's like, I don't. Yeah, exactly. If you're not specifically. You, it's not Black Panther and they cast yes, Tom yes, Hanks. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's just kind of like that. That is kind of my thing on it. It's like, this isn't a big enough yeah. part of the his, the culture and the backstory isn't enough for it to be offensive to you. Mm-hmm. They just were like, we want someone who's not white. We'll right, figure out the rest totally. later. Yeah. And it's not high profile enough to. But if we get his backstory, we'll make sure it's authentic to this that. person. But then you, it does get tricky. It's like, I know Bill Burr, you know, did a thing about this where he's like, if someone that's not handicapped is playing handicapped, like that's acting. Yeah. Whereas it's like, well, we need to hire a handicapped person. It's like, well, well that's a documentary. And then, yeah, totally. Book. And then you also run into this intersection of art and commerce. These conversations are so fun to me. Like, even if we're like wrong and none of this should be imp- implemented, it's like, we should be able to go like, yeah, that was like a funny way to look at it. People like think comedians should be our our job is to have like bad takes. <laughs> well, That's, we just take swings. That's part of it too. Risks, like yeah. uh yeah, risks. And you don't know there are plenty of times you have a, a like a hot take on something or because we push it a little bit occasionally, and yeah. the audience will let you know when you're wrong and it's humbling. Yeah. And you need that sometimes. And it, it helps you refine the joke and make the idea a little more crystalline uh-huh. or even educate you where you're like, oh, I'm wrong on this. That's but the wrong also, way of like, thinking. But also, what's wrong with people that are wrong sometimes? Like, there's just this, like, like... We've forgotten it's okay to be wrong. If you don't have information or don't have an experience that would lead you, like, my thing is if someone's wrong, I'm like, oh, given the circumstances, why would they know any different? Or given the... Or like, that used to be right and now it's wrong all of a sudden. And some mm-hmm. people are gonna have to catch up. Like, the idea that we're... There's this, like... Schism? <laughs> Just bring it back. <laughs> that is like, 
you're wrong, you're trash, you're dead to me. When someone's wrong, I'm like, I want to hear that person talk. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be interesting or funny, if nothing else, you know? And, like, it's like your, like, most backward uncle, you know? Like, sometimes comedians are just, like, your silly uncle that you maybe don't take voting advice from, but, like, you definitely want to hear his take <laughs> sure. on Marianne Williamson. <laughs> like, who the, what the fuck is going on here? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, I just... I feel like in this podcast, I guess I'm trying to do because I have no idea what to do on a podcast. It's trying to have all these conversations that most people like have like this. Right. Because most people are just trying to catch up. They're like, wait a second. Just, I'm totally fine for only handicapped people to play handicapped parts. Mm-hmm. What is that? I, like just to be able to. Well, it's like everyone is running for office nowadays. Interesting. Just every conversation, even just everyone is so worried and there's a lot of stress. So. I think that's why comedy is bigger than it's ever been. You know what I love? There's that moment because we do so many shows and stuff and occasionally you'll have someone who's a heckler being disruptive and they think the audience is on their side. And there's that moment where everyone looks at them and is like jeering at them Mm -hmm. and they find out that like their whole paradigm has shifted. Like, oh, I'm the bad guy in this movie. Uh I thought they were all, they go, no, everyone hates you, lady. (laughs) You're ruining Yeah, ruining the show. And they bought tickets six months. You just ruined someone's prom. It's gift. nice to give someone that moment. Normally, I will have fun with it because most of the time, they are just a little drunk and they're having a good time and they mean well. Yeah. So their intention is still good and pure. But and I, I get can drunk at them. bars. I get drunk plenty of places. And it never occurs to me to yell at the person working. Some people are different. People are tipsy in different ways. But if they are, if they have a good soul and they're just being, yeah. I can. I can manage it and Uh still have, I can roll with it and improv, but sometimes they're mean and malicious. And that's when you, the crowd wants you to lay into them. I actually think that's better because it's clear what's going on. When someone's a helpful heckler, that's worse Mm -hmm. because they're being, they truly, and I think in the age of podcasts, I'm really trying to navigate like how I change the way I perform as if someone has like heard us talk for three hours that week. Uh, you've, you already know me well. Like you, you can't get away with as much, but like I've, you know, comedians, we like to be like, so anyway, uh, last week I was, you know, in New York and they're like, no, you weren't. No, you were in Florida last week. I thought with your aunt. We, we, and then you're like, shit, man. Like I can't just be vague anymore. Yeah, you like guys they know you too well. I know. I'm like, anyway, so I'm so clumsy, but you played basketball in high school, but you made all those free throws on your Instagram. I'm like, shit, like I can't even uh, like, yeah, <laughs> God damn it. You know, yeah, you're a super fan. And so a lot of times you get people, I think they are so amped to be there. And I, I'm learning that I guess I take a lot of pauses to pretend I'm like, and it's not to, it's not pretend. I kind of am like, you're gathering your thoughts. Like I it's gather part my of... thoughts and I really like, I feel like I spent so much of my career in the beginning being like, <laughs> like just yelling at the audience and like going, so, and like, cause I was like, oh, I'm a comedian, I'm a female comedian. I have to be, you know, have twice as many jokes and half the amount, like I have to work twice as hard to get half as, like people are so ready to say I'm not funny. I have to like jam in a million jokes in two seconds. And now I like kind of like chill. And um, if it looks like to them, I'm trying to find my words. Sometimes they'll be like, when you were um, in the, the frozen yogurt place or, Maybe like, and I'm like, no, I, I got it. I, I know, I know, like, I don't. I don't need this, but thank you. I know where I'm going, believe it or but not. But that's so sweet. Like I, they're trying to help your train of I, thought per, in and their And also, eyes. thank you for coming, even though you didn't think I had a plan. <laughs> they go, you got this, Whitney. You're taking a split second just together. You can do this. The idea will come to you. I, I get this a lot. People are like, love you, Whitney. I'm like, I'm. Do you guys think I have cancer? I'm like, what are you, do you think this is the first time I've ever done this? Or just in the middle of a pause, they're like, 
Come on, you, you can do it. You can do it. You, you, you can string the thoughts together. That was a big breakthrough for me in stand-up as well. Like um, learning, getting to that point where you're enough on stage and you're comfortable being observed and you're just throwing these ideas out there and you don't need anything from the audience. Because when you first start, there's this eye contact with the crowd and the crowd feels like this person's well-being is dependent on me laughing or not. Mm -hmm. Like there's this... Uh, like in umbilical cord between you and the audience. This unspoken contract that is like, I have to honor my side of this contract. The, the audience can tell that this person's soul needs these laughs so bad to be whole. And when someone is needy, it's repellent. Yes. It makes you lean yes. out. Yes. But if you're watching a comic and they're like, like when you watch Chappelle or, you know, like, oh, he's got this. It's like a pilot, <sighs> like a very, a seasoned pilot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, um, like relaxing to be able to watch a comedian that is like fine with or without you and watching the special. It was so gangster to watch because it made me realize like the, the fucked up part about specials is it's lightning in a bottle. Like if you get, if, if you are able to capture the electricity that's that, because you know, you said this earlier when we were talking, I don't know why we talked off camera. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, we're like Celine Dion. We're just like, we were kind of like hate fucking. We're like, anyway, how was the drive over? <laughs> then we, we have start. the Stephen Hawking thing. Yeah, just to save our voice. We're like, hello, Whitney. How are you? <laughs> Things are good. All right. We will do the podcast up there. Have a water if you want. Save your vocal cords. You like, look nice today. You know what I you do, do miss, though? I do kind of miss like the days as comedians when you would go in and do radio to promote your shows. And you'd have like 5 a.m. You'd have to go do like radio DJs. Like, hey, here I am. It's Moose in the morning. And then they see you they're like, hey, what's up, man? And you're like, oh, you have to be that person every time a red light comes on. What a nightmare. Oh. Um, all right. I'm obsessed with you. I will talk to you. I would talk to you for at, truly ever. Thank you. I hope we'll get to. Yeah, we will. Hat trick. Here it is. Hat trick. Cutie pie. It's on my YouTube. Special. And there's all these like dreamy. And by the way, I thought even my dude, who is not a comedian, like the montage moments in between, like just getting glimpses of comedians at the store was so like. It was so cool. I don't know. I kept waiting for there to be like me in the background, like in fetal, you were there that me, night. You, fetal I, position crying I mean, I in the corner. I would have put you in there if you were there one of the no, nights. No, no, I just, I remember just being like, oh God, am I going to be around the corner being like, uh, uh, like just on with better help? Like just like. There's <laughs> a dog licking you while you're like. Uh. Oh, sorry. Something I was going to say really quick about you and um, your career in terms of like the always writing jokes, like the greats I always see in the hallway, like, right. Like sh I remember one time, um, Atel, he was like, you know, in a, a fucking composite before, like always, always new jokes, always new jokes. And someone was like, Shabbat, what are you doing? And he was like, writing jokes. Ever heard of it? <laughs> and I remember just being like, even when you're fucking great, that's like, he's working harder than anyone here. And he's yeah. the funniest person here. Neil Brennan has this quote. He goes, whoever writes the most jokes wins. It's as simple as that. Whoever writes the most jokes. And like he, Neil said something that blew my mind too. When I, um, you know, when you're dealing with a comedian, when you get like some success and you start thinking other comedians don't like you or you're jump, you know, you're getting something you don't deserve or whatever. There's like maybe not so much anymore, but like there used to be so much like jealousy and negativity mm -hmm. and toxicity. And like he said something once where he goes, if I was a talent manager, I would walk into a comedy club and ask the comedians who they hated and I would sign that person. <laughs> <laughs> and That's it helped so, me. Wow. It was just the perfect way to put it. Like, who do you hate? Ah, oh, fuck this guy. Like, that. let me go sign that guy. Yeah. And it helped me be like, oh, yeah, it's nothing personal. It's just like means you're doing well. Yeah. Yeah. 
So oh, I hate, hate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only to hate so me. are you ready for everyone to this, hate you? This beloved thing isn't working out for me. You're about to lose a lot of friends. <laughs> Finally. Are you touring at all? I think I'm trying to set up some dates in the fall to take advantage of this. And yeah, so I'll try to do some cities in the fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really quick, really quick. Sorry, we always do this. I just, I'm genuinely, you are so funny to me. I genuinely want to know. <laughs> Any like red flags in people or like girls? Like what is annoying to guys about girls right now? Like, what's a red flag? Uh, I think maybe because of the prevalence of dating apps is that everything is so fleeting and nothing is as concrete anymore. Maybe the next thing is always right there. So maybe it's harder to have someone on the hook and not have their eye on something else. I think that. Say it again a different way. Uh, just that because there are so many options with Bumble, Tinder, Raya, mm-hmm. that you know, being committed to someone for a length of time oh. is a bit harder than maybe in the past. Okay. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh yeah, because you know there's, it's like- Something better, it's door day, number three. there were three girls in town. Yes. You knew what your options were. Now what? it's like, I'm unlimited. I don't know, who knows what I'm passing up. This could be good, but something could be better. Because there's like that's always, always something. Been. I feel like people uh, have always thought that way. Well, without apps, because remember there was a time when meeting that way was kind of, you wouldn't tell anybody you met on online. I think guys mm-hmm. before, apps just all thought they had a chance with a celebrity like guys will come up to me they'll be like like I, you're my hall pass and i'm like so do i have to fuck you now yeah i have to my wife yeah yes my women will be like you're my husband's hall pass i'm like why is he looking for other women to fuck like why does that is that fair i always had this thought because like sometimes women will have this um this fantasy like uh if Ryan Gosling, if he, you know, if we hit it off or something, that he's going to be this consummate gentleman. The guy who has a million options in the world is going to treat you like Beauty and the Beast or something. (laughs) When in reality, this guy is, his DMs are flooded. He's fucking Ryan Gosling. It would be an experience because your fantasy is like your, you know, Belle. But in reality, it'd be the DM like, hey, you're hot. Here's my address. (laughs) And then he's in bed. And he's like, I'm gonna send an Uber for you. And when you meet Gosling, he's like literally naked under the sheets, doesn't even greet you. It was an Uber pool. He's in a, yeah, he's in a mansion. He's like, you're gonna go up the stairs, you're gonna pass the vase, take a right. There's an <laughs> NDA the on the dresser, sign it and then hop into the bed. When I, one time when I first moved to LA, dated a, like a famous musician and I, uh, he was like, let's hang. I'm like, cool, nine o'clock. He's just texts me his address and writes, take fountain. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And then I had to like figure it out. Yeah. The rest of it. Yes. And you're like that. This is the most it's... In- insane. But I think that the romantic comedies and like the notebook and stuff like that, that is porn for women. Yeah. I totally. will also totally. say conversely <laughs> in porn, women watch porn and we're like, um, women don't come after 10 seconds, but mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> like we have to live with these unrealistic expectations yeah. that guys have of women. I just love like, I love a cut and dry rule that mm. is always true. And there's less and one. less anymore. Uh, not everyone lives by this, but in the entertainment industry, I like the, the concept of one headshot per couple. <laughs> That's not my quote. I think it might've been uh, maybe Ari Shafir or some, someone at the store had that quote. I don't even get, oh, I see. One, I, I have one podcast per couple. Sure, that too. If I'm gonna do, you, if you both have a podcast, I'm doing mm-hmm. one. I don't have to do both of your podcasts. Yeah, but just the two entertainers thing is hard to make it work. Like, I already feel like I'm a vampire who I has literally, to feed. Okay, I am so dumb. I thought you meant like you both have to be in the same headshot. 
Wait, I still think that. Oh, I thought that's what you meant. Like a duo? You have to be a duo. I mean, like only one of you could be doing Hollywood shit. That's not what I thought. I thought you meant like a selfie of both of you. Me too. You're a package deal. Like Natasha Leggero and Moshe Kasher, you're in the same eight by 10. Like you can't even be separate people in the business. Like you're a package deal. You're just together. You can only have one before. I'm, I'm, I agree However, There's exceptions. I I know. There's I plenty of people. Like, it's, I just never want people to say to me like, ah, can't date a comedian because like all of those like like rules. I sometimes find myself going like, well, I'd be the one to get fucked if I mm. <laughs> implemented that rule. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like they're usually always. Uh, yeah, I, um, I agree, but I don't want it to be true. How about that? Right. I, that's a rule for me. Just like you like, shouldn't not date someone just because they have a stupid dream. <laughs> yeah and also if they're successful it's it's tr- if someone's aspiring and someone's not that's always going to be rough you need to be in the same place well anything. i like that both people have a north star that they are whether it's okay i have comedy and these pursuits and all that mm-hmm. but if they love this charity work or they love uh, their company that they work at and they want to you know increase the portfolio or something like yeah that's attractive just yeah. purpose it's tricky. It's like I uh, my thing with that is if you're a woman dating an actor, just be ready to see him in makeup because it'll happen and you'll have to fuck him again. Yeah. What <laughs> he if will she come home one day in a full shellacked. You, you think there's people who like barely work and they keep the makeup on just to prove like <laughs> I, I got a gig. I did a job. I like the, no, I like the idea that guys do that. Be, wear With it the out. collar still, but like, hey guys, oh yeah, I guess I was doing a Nabisco shoot. Here's, but, uh. <laughs> here's, a, here's what's funny about it is that I think, hold on, <laughs> this, is, this is so fucking funny to me, which is that I think guys think that makeup is invisible. <laughs> <laughs> so so if a guy's like, I'll just go straight to the bar for more. We're like, why are you wearing makeup? He's like, you can see this? I've done that. <laughs> Because I don't see it. I, I, I don't. Girls see it. Like, uh, we, I know you're wearing makeup. And I think guys shocked. Like, you can see the makeup. I'm like, yeah, yes. Of course. Like, it's not, you're not floating <laughs> through space invisible. Like, when you're in, I, when you're in camouflage, I can also see your body and your legs. <laughs> like, I can see you. I know you're wearing makeup. <laughs> yeah, I've done that before. Go from a shoot to doing the comedy store. And I wonder if people thought, like, does this guy have stage makeup on? <laughs> Like this guy cares enough about stand-up to be like, is it a comedian? Showtime. <laughs> is it a comedian or is it a cake? <laughs> yeah, just to make it that precious for every set. Like they're gonna, they're gonna love you. Talk about Ralphs. Talk about avocados and apples. Relationships. You're a star for 15 minutes. I do that every night. That's what's crazy about this, because like you see us talking to the comics, and then we hop in and do a room of 300 people. And then we talk also to our friend. Also, stop pretending we're that different than clowns. <laughs> we are. We're cl- we're literally yeah. clowns with no makeup. I remember I, I was doing a NACA. You ever do NACA? Where oh you doing God. college? I don't shit? even want to talk about. So it. You NACA, go, you yeah. explain it. So NACA is where it's this conference for entertainment. It's where all the schools go to to book their entertainment for the year. So comedians will go and do their sets, and representatives from the colleges will be there. Which means. Students, students. A lot yes. of times, the students. students. It's it's, and a lot of times, most of the money comes from like religious groups. It's the students on campus that like have their, you know, get to pick who's gonna be at mm-hmm. homecoming and stuff like that. They have all the power, and they're like twenty one, and they have so much money. Yeah, and, they and it exists it in case year. they can't get as easy. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, yeah. They'll pick one of us. And you have to be clean. You have to, like, there's so many boxes you have to check in order to get booked there. And you're doing comedy to try to get as many bookings as possible. It's not exactly art. It's it's mostly commerce, you know. I would stand in a booth holding headshots. Yeah. So then you're at a booth. There's this aftermarket, mm-hmm. this marketplace afterwards. Oh, and this is when it was kind of a rude awakening of where we are in the pantheon of entertainment and all that. So everyone has different booths and it's not just comics. There's other forms of entertainment. Oh, magicians. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm in a booth and there's a guy, you know, who's uh, selling sumo suits to schools. So he'll come to your school and set up sumo suits. Snooki will do a personal appearance. And then when you're in that bazaar, you go, oh, that I, I'm a clown. I am a carny. I am a carny. Yeah. I'm a carny. I am a sumo. It's between me and a sumo suit. It's between me and a guy who like juggles fire. Right. That's yeah. what we do. We're ju- we're jugglers. So it was refreshing. It was a nice. Sometimes you need to be brought back down. To yeah, be but like, it's like, ah. but that's the other thing when people are like, how come you're not using platform responsibly? I'm like, dude, I'm in the same echelon as mime. Yeah. As like street performer. <laughs> Like I'm in the same echelon as like snake, the guy at the, with the snake down at the boardwalk. I was talking to Roy Wood Jr. about just like stand up and stuff. And he goes, uh, if you look on Spotify, stand up comedy is listed under jazz. <laughs> <laughs> because we're in it and we put so much importance on this thing. But it was such a great bird's eye view to be like, oh, yeah. It's not as big. These feelings I'm having about it, I can love it. But in the grand scheme of things, it's below jazz. It's people improvising music Mm -hmm. is more valuable (laughs) than our written jokes Mm -hmm. that we planned out. (laughs) Jazz, you're like, oh, they're just going to make it up on the fly. (laughs) We're like, I worked on this for a year and I stand by it. And if you don't like it, like you don't support free speech. Yeah. That's what's funny to me. They were like, you, every comic now was like, free speech. And then they tell a shitty joke that bombs. They're like, you don't support free speech. Like, no, that was just not. Yeah, no, I support jokes. I support speech that makes me involuntarily laugh. Like, I'm allowed to not think you're funny. Why is that a violation of the First Amendment? Yeah. <laughs> you're bombing. I don't know what to tell you. We've all been quiet for an hour. <laughs> You've talked the whole time. You have plenty of free speech. Oh, an hour is so long to go bombing. It is so, oh. Um, a minute feels like an eternity with no laughs. I will go less hard if I'm getting less from the but audience. But if it's a joke that's like the. Um, Where I have to hang glide and my belly's on the stool. <laughs> like it's hard talk. to rein that in. <laughs> just like a tiny hang glide. Like yeah, yeah, just tiny. like, you know, it would look like this or. Yeah. You know how it is. Like I'm not going to back it But if they're like, oh, I'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> like when you just like this last hour I just did is so physical and I'm like if this bombs I took such a big fit I'm yeah. literally on the floor I'm like if this bombs I have to stand up when it's quiet oh my god <laughs> imagine you're just like bombing the whole time and you just know like I have to do the worm in a minute <laughs> <laughs> you guys think that was awkward <laughs> or you're just dreading it you're like nothing is working I'm gonna have to do the worm in about a minute <laughs> fuck well, maybe I'll get him with the worm and then cut to midworm and it's like still silent. I'm telling you, I did a joke. Where I was like on the ground. And if I didn't get up fast enough, it would get like, and it wasn't going well. It'd be so quiet. And he'd be like, um, okay, here we go. Like you'd have to like regroup. God damn it. That's why I think it's important. I'm realizing more and more like to, to have some silences, you put it on purpose. So if one comes by accident, you can just make it one of your yeah. things. 
You go, this is just me in the pocket. Yeah, this like this mine. is just me. Like I've done this the whole time. You go, I've just been collecting my thoughts for five minutes. This is one of those those quiet moments that I'm so known for. <laughs> you just like lean into it. <sighs> Love you. I love you too. And these very awkwardly, me. very excited. Um, yeah. Let's do it again. For sure. And um, check out the special. Thank check you for out having the special. Just jokes on YouTube. Don't no, be silly. No, no, that's yours. That's yours. Mine's hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> this is when the blood sugar starts plummeting, you guys. Um, then you do the rest. Don't ride elephants. Ow, I just pinched myself. No. Ow. You'll be okay. Are you Ow, bleeding? I'll pee on it. Yeah. I, I don't know what that fish. is. Um, uh, it's on the thing. They got it. They got it. They got it. I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to be needy about it. To what? Just when you're like, watch it, watch it. It's like, yeah, they're yeah, either going to watch it or not. Yeah. I feel like we're in this time where I'm like, can you watch it? Can you watch it? It's, it's like, soft pitch. I've never been like, this person really needs me to watch I this. Say, don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're not in the <laughs> microphone, so you're not saying anything. <laughs> don't watch it. I don't want them <laughs> to watch it. I don't need it. your fucking I don't need views. The views. It's mostly transphobic. Hold joke. on, this is Holly. You know, I know how to get people to watch your special. It's transphobic. It's it's yeah, wall to wall, <laughs> an hour long transphobic jokes. I'm thinking about saying that. And I'm sorry. It, the special is called Career Suicide. I'm like, you guys, you guys should watch my special. I really just talk about how I think like trans people are just like shouldn't be in sports. Don't ride elephants. <laughs> Emily's ulcer is the name of the next special. Well, you know it's not true. <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get a creamy Oreo frappe or McCafe smoothie for less with 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.